1: We are live. It is National Signing Day, and this is Eleven Personnel presented to you by Monticello Bank. I'm Nick Roush with Adam Luckett. Been a crazy day. Been trying to figure out technology. It's just one of the many, many hiccups at Signing Day. Look, at crazy stuff happens. Sometimes the fax machine runs out of toner. You got to power through. We
0: are not an IT department. We're just football guys. Um, but somehow, some way, we are live right now. So <laughs> hi. I guess we're going to talk some ball today.
1: I appreciated that when Stoops was uh, describing Cutter Bowley, He's a football guy. Damn right he is. He's one of us. And you know who else is one of us, Mr. O'Reilly? Who's that? It's Monticello Bay. That's right. That's where people matter. Even doing this for so many years, I can hardly even count. (laughs) Like, hardly Gilmore. Hardly knew him. Monticello Bank, they've got 21 branches, 14 different counties, conveniently located across the Commonwealth. They've been in business for a long time because that's where people matter. They're going to put the numbers on your side. Top-notch quality customer service, best rates available. Check them out today. Member FDIC, equal housing lender, Monticello Bank, where people matter. Check them out, NBCBank.com. Look it. Cat's got 27 new players today. Six from the portal, 21 from the high school ranks. We're going to talk about most of them. I'm not going to say all. It's kind of boring just to rattle through them all. So, I think we start with a big surprise, though. Cat's had a nice little pop. With pop. Jamie Dumas Johnson. He's the old head in the room. He looks like he's 30 years old. Uh, That's not why they call him pop. He's been called pop uh, by his mother for a long time. I think it was because of pop cereal commercial. Got to have my pops. Which, do you think they still make Pops?
0: I mean, Pop is a great name for a linebacker, For being honest. <laughs> oh, he's got the Pop. You know, that's just an, it's an awesome uh, name. Um, just the – just take out the player. We'll get to the player in a minute. But the Dumas Walker name. <laughs> I mean – Dumas Johnson. Like, if that, you know, Dumas Walker, Dumas Johnson. If they're not playing that after every big play at Kroger Field, if – he makes a big play on in a road game and the in the Kentucky crowd is not serenading <laughs> that song. Like what are we even doing here? Like why are we even here? So that just that in and of itself uh, is gonna be fun. Uh, the Kentucky Headhunter nickname is going around. Oh, that's right perfect. Now. It's so, perfect. And um, he's like we could all have slaw burgers in the crowd. Like Session Stan needs to sell slaw burgers now. And so that's just where we're at. That that alone makes makes it fun.
1: And it's also fun when you're like, oh, no, you lost Trevin. That's that's bad. Oh, wait, here's an All-American who played a national championship game.
0: Timing is everything in life. Yep. Nice timing here by the Kentucky football program. Uh, Nick, he's in the portal just because Georgia is Georgia. the, the you-know-what. Uh, so, like, he's just there because they've just got an assembly line rolling right now. Um, he essentially lost his job because he got
1: hurt. Yeah, C.J. Yeah, well, Allen.
0: C.J. Allen's a top 100 freshman last year, steps in, plays well. George's going to want to play him, so they don't want to lose C.J. Allen since they're going to have him for a couple more years. So, Jamie Newman-Johnson is, does want to fight for a spot, wants to be starter, wants to get snaps. He's on the move. Uh, I wrote about this today at KSR Plus. Um, thanks to all of you all who joined us here this week. I hope to keep there. We've got a lot more stuff coming, and it's going to be a fun offseason. We're going to keep it fun over there. But, basically, we've seen them on offense add star power, right? Mm-hmm. Will Levis, Wondell Robinson, Ray Davis. That's three – two all-SEC players, three three draft picks. Yep. But we haven't really seen that on defense. We've seen Keijan Smith. Jaquez s- Jones. We've seen Good Jones. Good we've seen quality starters come in, but we haven't really seen them add stars, like impact. Big impact performance. And some of that's because they're
1: getting new high school players. Yeah, you know, they don't need to. But this is a this is that the, this a is dude. the
0: version of that, and it's and it's needed. I think um, they need some more star power on that defense. I think you bring him in, you team him with the Dion Walker. Teaming with the Maxwell Harrison, that's three. I think bona fide guys. When we go to Dallas for SEC media days, all three of those guys will be talked about. We will be asked about those three players. Yeah, uh, and people will be talking about them, and they'll appear on all SEC teams. That gives Kentucky some more star power. I think Dumas Johnson, dude, he's just an all—he's a number one off-ball linebacker in the portal. He was an All-American. He's one of the better SEC line, starting linebackers in the league right now. Like that is what you're getting on the team, um, and you're adding in for Trevin Wallace. He's going to get next play next to De'Eric Jackson. And Nick, I just look at it like this, dude. Like, you're trying to run on this group, good effing luck. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> um, that, that D-line is going to be filled with redshirt seniors. All the guys who played three years in the league. De'On Walker, Walker might be the best. He's going to be one of the better interior defenders in the country. De'Eric Jackson was really good last year. He's a really good starting SEC linebacker. Jamie Johnson's a really good starting linebacker. Like, that that... That's exciting, I think, for Kentucky. Because you can make offenses one-dimensional now. The bad part is, can they stop the other part of the game? Right. We'll get into that later. But just overall, like, this is as good as a fine you were going to have. Kentucky got him instant plug and play starter. He's going to be a draft pick, and he's going to be a good player for Kentucky. And some of the intangibles he's bringing, um, leadership with with a team leader at Georgia, communication in the middle of that defense, I think all of those are – going to translate here, and Mark Soup's already talked about that today, kind of bringing that winning culture
1: with him. Yeah. Well, and I mean, we we mentioned it just as the news broke while we were driving up, just like, this run defense going to be pretty good. Now, him and DJ, they're both guys that, unlike Trevin, scraping to the outside, like the only way you're able to run, on, like they're going to attack the edges, but if you've got J.J. Weaver, who we still don't know if he's back, staying, going, what he's going to do, be really, like you said, really tough to, to run against this defense. So, some excellent star power added on National Signing Day. He was not the only National Signing Day addition. Jalen Farmer, a guy they recruited out of high school, went to Florida for two years. He's joining the offensive line, uh, and a big bodied offensive guard. And then uh, Cam Dooley was their high school commitment. So, they got a couple big gets on signing day. They tried to To pull off a coup and bring in a big-name tackle, Jonathan Daniels, that did not work out. He's remained committed to Florida State. Uh, But I think, big picture-wise, when you're looking at this National Siding Day, it's pretty darn good, pretty darn good. So addressing needs of the portal, getting star power uh, with this high school class. You got a quarterback, you got top-flight talent on defense. Let's keep it with the defense for a little bit, Luckett, and just talk about some of the guys they got right now because there's a um, – you know, we're, we spend a lot of time talking about how, like, it's awfully hard to play as a freshman in the SEC. It's awfully hard as a freshman to play in the SEC. they got some freshmen that are going to play in the SEC this upcoming year. You've seen it happen more and more frequently. Now, they're not – they're rarely day one starters. I think Chris Westry was, and Derek Beatty played his way into it. It was more of an indictment on what they had at that position at the time. But even as of late, Alex Afari had a ton of snaps in 2022, as did Keaton Wade, as did Dion Walker. There's some guys in here. Tyrion Nichols, dude's going to play. Like, he's a great cornerback from Cincinnati. Really fast, really smart, uh, really good between the ears. And then quaysheed Scott, dude is reckless with his body. Like, he's going to get some targeting penalties and – you know what? Like, you just got to live it. He throws his body around. He's an outstanding athlete. A great find by Chris Collins early in the process. And then these edge guys. I mean, I. Yeah, a lot of them. I, they're good. And I, I thought, I didn't know what else was going to come out of Vince Marrow and Mark Stubbs' mouth when they were talking about Brian Robinson. <laughs> My favorite was when they said that the parents thought he was an NFL player coming back to visit. Like, no, no, he's a recruit. B Rob's just another recruit.
0: Interesting thing with the edge players, even Devin Smith, Nick, and Antoine Smith are going to play off-ball linebacker here. They play edge for their high school teams. Yeah. Um, Steven Souls, they're listed him as a inside linebacker. I had him as kind of a tweener. Mm-hmm. Uh, he played edge at, down there in East Tennessee. So they're just getting a lot of edge guys. I mean, to me, on a surface level, it's they're looking for athletes. They're looking to get faster, they're looking for some pass rush juice. So they're casting a wide net here, I believe, and they're, they're going to play the, a little bit of the numbers game.
1: Yeah, so one, some of these guys got to turn out, right? Yeah. And that's, I think, big picture, too, when you look at it. There's a lot of, we've got seven or eight stars from the high school ranks. It, probably going to be ball players. One or two might not be what you think. And then when they're taking chances on guys, it's like we're investing in traits. And if half of these hit, then, like, that's great. And even if only a couple of them do, so be it. Like, that's that's why the portal's here.
0: Yeah, I definitely I definitely think there's some, some swings here. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's some developmental recruits that have some physical traits and high upside, but there's, you know, you're going to have to see that. There's going to take – you're going to need some development. Uh, uh, I think you mentioned Brian Robinson, Nick, and it's very interesting to me uh, because – some of the notes I wrote down. He's a prototypical, I think, 4-3 defensive end. Yeah, yeah. And he's going to play for a 3-4 defense. So, how do they use him is going to be very interesting to me. Uh, they have him listed as a defensive lineman.
1: What's what's his height and weight they got over there?
0: I believe it's six three two. this is the old packet, but I believe it's right at 6'3", 6'4", 260.
1: Vince said, I think, 6'5", 275. You know, he's sprinkled a, a little few,
0: more. Uh, yeah. So, I think he's going to play – I think he's going to be an Amar Stewart's finish.
1: He, he could strikes me as five technique on third downs as a freshman. Right? Like four out of five technique rushing off the tackle.
0: Yeah. But also he's yeah. got some
1: juice where like maybe you do the Josh Paschal thing when he was a freshman, play him in the interior and let him rush. Yeah, it's it,
0: just an interesting fit well, for him in this defense. Yeah. So I'm just very interested to see how they utilize him moving forward.
1: I, I also found it striking that – there was some stuff there, like I, I don't, people who were really in, invested saw what was happening when he switched schools and his dad and the Austin Town fish coach right outside of Youngstown that got into it. He moved to Columbus for his senior year, and Vince was like, you know, there's some people their dads heavily involved and they kind of run and hide from it. It's like we love that, bring it on. So uh, I thought that aspect was interesting. Vince has known his dad for 20-some odd years. Uh, he's known. He's known about Brian. So, what was the line? His his cousin or his brother that coached him, like trains quarterbacks. He was his brother. Yeah, his his brother. His brother said this guy's gonna be a heck of a quarterback. And he's I like told 10, him eleven years old. Or something. He was like, I told him he's like, you're always right, but you're always wrong, <laughs> <laughs> which is a great line. He was right. He was a ball player, just not a quarterback. And I cannot stop looking at this outlet that's right over my head, and it's just it's really like I gotta like. Try to get out of here to cover it up. It's just bugging me. I feel like I got something on my head. It's not there. Yeah,
0: I think you'll you'll get. Yeah, it. yeah, yeah.
1: We'll be fine here. But Brian Robinson, though, um, one other thing about him that I like—you see all the tweets, right? The, the eating, the working out, and all that stuff. But like, players post highlight videos. Like, this isn't a new thing. The. The guy, the kid that we, the babyface kid that we saw camping at Kentucky two summers ago, just looks like an entirely different person. And similar to Pascal, when he got here, like, man, this dude's—he fr- like, just keeps filling in. He's gonna keep filling in if he keeps eating them ham sandwiches and that French toast for breakfast. Like that guy, like yeah <laughs> yeah you wonder like where, where how far can he go his body's on like where wheres he going to be yeah. two years from
0: that's a big question just number one watch his tape and watch the effort and strain he plays with High floor player just he's gonna be a good player high floor my question is like how has this how how much of his ceiling has he already reached yeah like just just because he's taken his training so seriously already. Correct. His dad's got him locked and loaded from a nutrition standpoint.
1: daily, just, daily routine, is, like
0: is this who he is? Like Dude is ain't staying wow. up late
1: binge watching stuff and eating garbage. Yeah. You know, like
0: Yeah, I don't yeah, I don't know. I don't know if there's too many late nights playing two K at the Robinson household.
1: What do you do you think what, what do you think the game is now? Like we played a lot of uh, I
0: feel like two K is still
1: the game. Did FIFA FIFA got big when we were in college.
0: That was big when – I feel like uh, the youth still rock with 2K.
1: Okay. We also – we were big, just bust out the N64 and play Mario Kart and now, Smash Bros. You
0: know, Fortnite.
1: Uh, this was
0: – like the high schoolers now, Fortnite got real popular probably when they were, what, middle schoolish.
1: Oh, yeah, so they've like grown up with it. They've grown up with Fortnite. So which, by the way, if the you want to feel old, like I remember when Grand Theft Auto 3 came out and it was just like. Pew, 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 pew. Now they're on to 6, and that I couldn't tell if it I was remember
0: like, when Charlie Strong got mad because all his players stayed up late with Call
1: of Duty, <laughs> so they practiced <laughs> like crap. But like, the Grand Theft Auto, the trailer they had, I was like, is this which one? They're like, it looks like real Fortnite. I'm like, well, which one's real and which one's the video game?
0: Like, it's. it's yeah, I remember a roommate in college getting. Call of Duty and not going to sleep for two days.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's normal stuff. A lot of Mountain Dew, um, uh, a, lot, a lot of cans of tobacco, a lot of spit bottles. Ah, good times, good times. Uh, I digress to the other edges because uh, Jacob and Gerard Smith, ball players. Jacob uh, had a off-season surgery, shoulder yeah. surgery. I've heard it was not a rotator cuff, which is much more serious. It'd probably be non-contact in the spring. Uh, while we're mentioning 18 early in vs if you include the transfer portal. So, two thirds of the 27 guys that they added will be and on campus. High exactly. So, most of the guys will be here early, including Smith wins, which Jacob strikes me as a, as a great Sam Packer who just is disruptive as hell. And Gerard is one of those guys that will probably be underappreciated for what he does. Like, I, I, Kind of how I feel about Ox sometimes, where it's like, that's a good ball player, but just the position doesn't, you know, like he just doesn't – he's going to be more interior. So, like, there's going to be some difference-making that we don't see that shows up a lot. It sure as hell showed up a lot for the Redhounds this fall, though. Those were some – the two. I, it's hard to find two defensive guys take over the games the way that they took over games in high school football.
0: Yeah. Kentucky wants to be a 3-4 defense. I mean, they're kind of a rarity in this day and age that they play true 3-4 and they want to play it a lot. Jacob Smith is a perfect, I think, fit to kind of play Sam linebacker. I think Jordan Wright's an easy comp to make for him. I think they're both similar players. Um, Gerard is a whole bunch of um, (laughs) kick-ass. But they listed him at 6-4, 245, and that worries me a little. I didn't think he was that light. So, you really – now, I've, I heard that at Corbin he played at 260, so that, that that's a lot better. But that's – he's undersized a little bit uh, where he's going to play, um, which I would think is field defensive end. Um, I think there's some Josh Paschal vibes with him just with how he plays, um, some of his quickness, how he can strike, how he can play make, how he can kind of take over games. But I, he's going to need to get bigger. Um, because if he's undersized like that, then you've got a guy that maybe has to play jack. And so that's something to watch. But I'm really high on Gerard Smith. I think he's going to play next year. I think he's going to play a big role for Kentucky. It's going to be hard to keep that guy off the field. And Snoop's even pointed out how hard that dude plays. Um, and I did notice on defense, Nick, in previous years when I've done this kind of looked at the whole class, just the effort and the motor some of these guys play with. I, it's, this is more than normal for a Kentucky class. Just like, oh, wow, that dude plays his ass off. Yeah. Um, and it, it, there's a lot of guys. Brian Robinson mm-hmm. I talked about, the Smiths, um, Sheet Scott uh, is up there. And that Steven Soules I would put in that same kind of category. Jason, Jason
1: Patterson runs pissed off, right? Like, <laughs> that's just he's got his shoulders low. It um, it I think it goes back to kind of what Soup said entering last offseason about the wanting to respond to adversity and it didn't translate right away, but they certainly made a like we They're they're not saying it out loud that they had culture problems, but they're kind of saying like we we've gotta address we gotta get our kind of guys, right? Culture guys and from the portal standpoint, multiple year guys. I think every portal guy they got. Now, Macklin probably is going to want to go after a year. Like Some of these guys are going to want to go right away, like Ray Davis. But all those guys have multiple years outside of eligibility. Of,
0: outside of the Georgia linebacker.
1: Yeah, yeah. But, like, they they've put an emphasis on the intangibles in this class. And I don't, that, that's hard to, like, you don't see that on paper, right? But I, this feels like a, a good direction. Particularly when you know, you, you, you talk about the problems like wide receiver room. It's like, well, there's getting more receivers. How's this going to work? And, and, and so I think there's a there's a lot to that. Yeah. Um, that like we can't, it, it's hard to hit you over the head with it and really stress its significance, but it is significant. Really.
0: You're fighting against the mercenary culture. I mean, it's really what you're talking about. Yeah. We're going to yeah. bring guys in. So how do you fight? How do you fight against that? Uh, right. And
1: to, Add a little more me to the team instead of out.
0: Yes. Uh, so, I think that as part of it. I mean, Vince today said they had leadership problems on offense. It's the second offensive coach we've heard yeah. in the last month. Um, get behind the microphone and tell us that. So, take that for what you will. But there was obviously some locker room stuff yeah. going on there uh, offensively. And so, I think there, there's obviously – they're looking for a need there. It's just – it's a unique class because there's no tackles.
1: Which, what, what, so let's go to the offense. We'll start with the bad because that that is the one thing. Like, everybody's going to say, wow, great signing class. Wow, big hits, big home runs. Like, you can't talk about this class, though, without mentioning there's no tackles. And they're going to tell you that maybe Abhisselm can grow into one and maybe Mark Nave can grow into one. But that's that's a crapshoot. Like, it's crapshoot. <laughs> recruiting offensive yeah. linemen in general. Yeah, I
0: think it offensive. Let's just start there in the trenches. Offensive line. I think Mark Nave and Abasim are two of the safest bets in this class. Like they, they just look like starters to me. I would bet on them being multi-year starters. You're both of them. But there's no tackles. In ta- like they got like they have four scholarship tackles on the roster for next year They're, right now. Yeah, it's, it's Marcus Cox who's coming back for a seventh year. It's Cortland Ford will be a redshirt senior. It's Nick Hall, who'll be a redshirt sophomore and hasn't played at all. And it's Malachi Wood, who's a redshirt freshman who they're talking up right now. But everyone knew he was a huge developmental right. prospect. Like a when they year three, high high if he
1: right. gets, if he's there by year three, then outstanding. And
0: so that's concerning. That that was what you had, what your room looked like, and you don't add a high school tackle. That is concerning to me. Um, now you dig into this, just overall crop in 2024. This was a bad tackle class. Um, from the top down, you, know, you ask any national analyst; they'll tell you that, that tackle-wise, this is as down as the position has been in a while. And I think there's some tackles in the rankings that are ranked high. Right. In another year, they wouldn't. They just have to rank some. Ta- you can't yeah. not have tackles ranked up there. Uh, so it's a bad tackle class, but still, you got to find some, someone, somehow, or some way. Uh, so that's not good. And then, offensively, you know, Cutter, bully, is the face of this class, Nick, but I do want to address that he's not from a ranking standpoint what we thought. Yeah, I want to say when they minutes. first
1: reclassed, he was 50, he was top 50 yeah. something, think, yeah, and now 50. he's outside of it 312. He's in the 300s. 247 two, dropped him down to a three star.
0: Cutter through 24 interceptions the last two years at Lexington Christian total. It's, it's a lot. So the upside, I don't think anything has changed with his upside. Like if you're pulling out a comp, I would say you know the Justin Herbert is kind of like comp quarterback that can move, big arm, mm-hmm. can make all throws. Uh, but you know there is like decision making he's going to have to prove. He's still real thin. Like, you're going to have to put some. Yeah. Uh, but I mean everything starts with him, so I want to state that like we thought that that would be. You know the first top 150 recruits since Barker, right? And that ended up not happening. So we'll have to see. Now I'm not saying they should have done or anything, right? Right. But but, but that's they, something they, you gotta be I aware of. I think it's notable. Yeah.
1: Um, I, and the the one thing though with Cutter that I I do feel like is that translates well to his game is when you watch him play. I and hell, Will's gotten better at. But I felt like a lot of times Will never felt Levis felt the pressure, and Cutter does a. I just think he's got a very good. Uh, well,
0: I wonder if he need he needs athletes around. Him.
1: Yeah, I mean he really he Brady Hensley, and that I mean, was he's it. Got super and, run heavy. Yeah. and he and they got. I mean, you you also have to remember too. Part of his his star rising was the seven on seven stuff with like Boo Carter and those guys at yeah. NPA.
0: To me, spring I really want to see what he looks like.
1: Yeah, how much? To him. Right, right.
0: And he should be somewhat familiar with it because he's been living over there at the facility uh, pretty much. So, he's going to be
1: in the way, like on their program. Yeah, Kentucky like needs him in. to be their backup. You yeah. know, they brought
0: Bo Allen in. Bo Allen's not on this list I'm holding right here. He's yeah. not a scholarship player. He's a walk-on. So they need him to develop in the QB2. So he's one I'm going to be watching early. Uh, tailback, I think it's notable, Nick. Tavani Mazel blew out his knee uh, back in August.
1: Three so he, months post-op.
0: So, he didn't play, and he had an odd career because he was a Florida kid, and Florida kids move around.
1: He so he moved from Fort Waterdale to the DMV. He was originally committed to Georgia. He was seven on seven star because he lined up at running back then as a good pass catcher. Goes to the DMV. Things are a little shaky up there or something like that. Decommits from Georgia. Um uh, there's back some, to South Florida. Yeah, and then the injury happens, and so, Kentucky goes in and picks and up. And then
0: Jason Patterson led the state of Florida rushing as a junior. I'm lower level in Florida, but um, it's intriguing tailback. And then I think you look at receiver, Harley Gilmore was a reclassification, from 25 to 24. As a guy I really like. I think he has wide receiver one potential. And then David Washington is a guy no one's really talking about from Philadelphia, a three-star prospect. I think he's a true slot receiver. I think he's going to come in and plug in there. He's one that, what is, you know, he's one we're going to forget about after today. I mean, heck, I think it's a lot of people have already forgotten about him. <laughs> um, but he's not going to arrive until August, so where does he kind of fit in?
1: Yeah, and, and Gilmore's already here. He's practicing yeah. right now as we speak. Uh, got a waiver to be able to play early. So that that should help, right, a, a younger kid. Yeah. A guy from uh, one of the – most fruitful recruiting grounds in America, the Glades region of Florida, South Central Florida. I uh, got the rabbit chasers, right? Like Some blue collar guys that play in the muck bowl. The muck bowl is world famous. They're playing in the muck. <laughs> so he's he's got that dog in him a little bit. Uh, fascinating to see. How he fits in, how he ta- you know, how he takes on all of this. Yeah. Uh, he's probably drinking with a hose right now, uh, but it's it's still encouraging that he's at least here. Yeah,
0: and I mentioned unique. I think that goes over the defense too, Nick. Like just all the like linebacker and tweener types they have.
1: Okay, all right. I'm going to ask you a question. This is going to be the FanDuel question. FanDuel sportsbook. You can go and bet Kentucky versus Louisville right now. I saw that opening a Kentucky minus 15 and a half. I pulled up my FanDuel app. Smashed. FanDuel, it's America's number one sports book. It's easy to use. Very convenient. You can use it all over across Kentucky, whether you bet in bowl season, uh, college basketball. They've got same-game parlays. They've got props. They've got everything you need at FanDuel. And when you use promo code personnel when you sign up, a, fi- a winning $5 money line wager It's going to get you $150 in bonus bets. FanDuel.com slash personnel. Sign up today and remember that you must be 21 and plus in the state of Kentucky. Let me see. Let me Non-negotiable. Yep. First online real money wager, only $10 first deposit required bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets was expire seven days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Got a gambling problem. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm going to remember that one day, and I'm going to be able to rattle it off, but today is not that day. I hope you all enjoy my singing, though, if you're listening on podcasts.
0: It caught me off guard. I was know, listening to Staples, I think, today or yesterday. I was like, oh. You like that? You I was know, not Ralph's, expecting that.
1: When it's I the bones. I'll just, I'll just right. I, We'll sing Christmas carols for all of our Fanduel ads. No. Fanduel yeah. question. like it. All of the tweeners. Let's go through them. Steven Souls. Antoine Smith, Devin Smith, Brian Robinson, Brian Robinson, I think maybe Gerard Smith potentially. Uh, Gerard Smith, Caleb Red maybe. Let's throw a dart. At- I
0: even think Quayshawn Scott. Uh, Nick or Mark Stoops said corner today, but when I looked at him, I thought safety with kind of nickel where he would be.
1: So let's throw a dart at the board. Of all of the, let's just do the developmental ones because Smith and Robinson, and Scott, we're not going to play. So the other guys, Souls and the Smiths. Well, gosh, the smiths it's so confusing. There's <laughs> so one? many Smiths. There's we four. Got Antoine, so, Devin, Devin, Antoine, Souls. We're going to throw a dart at the board. Which one are you going to hit? All right, this guy—he's going to end up playing significant snaps, maybe a starter.
0: Devin Smith. I think he fits the mold for highly productive, undersized, well linebacker that they've had a lot of success with. DeAndre Square. Um, Sideline-to-sideline side speed, can run, uh, <clears throat> can strike. That's a guy I would bet on.
1: He uh, he had an unusual recruitment because all the big SEC schools were in on him. His top five was Florida, Georgia, LSU. LSU. LSU was, LSU was the Kentucky big did. one at the late that Kentucky beat him out for. Uh, but he also didn't get talked about much because he tried to do what the Smith Twins did. And,
0: and that recruitment heated up at the same time.
1: It was the toys.
0: And it was in the season.
1: Yeah. So he tried to do the thing where he was going to announce after his high school game. So it's a Friday night. Kentucky plays the next day. At, was that a nooner too? It was a Vandy. I was in Nashville. Yeah. And we're sitting there like, hey, uh, is this guy ever going to commit? And then at like 3 in the morning while he was playing Fortnite or one of those video games, he, he fired off the, the commitment graphic. So he didn't get talked about a lot yeah. uh, at all just because of the way that things kind of broke. But there's reason to be excited about
0: it. And it's so weird because if this is a guy that commits in July, right, and everyone's paying attention, he's probably one of the more popular players in this class. Yeah,
1: picks Kentucky over LSU, but right? timing-wise,
0: it just it was a, kind of got lost in the shuffle a little bit. But he's a guy really high. Uh, I think he's going to be a player here. Uh, he's a guy I kind of wish he was going to be here for the spring, um, just to see him out there. Um, see, just to get an eye on him in spring ball, but he won't be here until the summer. But he's a so, guy. I so weird now that
1: here. you're in the minority when you're not in an early and early. Yeah, it's, it's so crazy. Times are changing. Man.
0: But I mean, Cam. Let's go through the list here. Cam Dooley, Jacob Cowie, the kicker.
1: Cowie. Is there a more perfect name for somebody from the Dutton Ranch?
0: Yeah, I mean that's pretty good. I'd say.
1: <laughs> Vids. So, did you go out to Montana? I ain't going to Montana. <laughs> he had to follow it up by, like, if there's a guy in Japan we want, we'll send somebody. It's just not going to be me. <laughs> I'd love to go to Montana. Oh, yeah. Sounds it sounds.
0: Like Montana, Wyoming, I mean, they're on the list.
1: I've got a, a brother-in-law's brother. He's a fishing guy out in Montana. So, if you're going out to Helena, I think that's home station, you need a fishing guide. hit me up on Twitter. I'll show you the way. I would I would rather do the golf course though, that Brady and them played, where they got that one where you just yes. hit it and it rolls down the mountain. I want to just have that moment where it's like. They All right. have
0: some of the like par sevens out there where <laughs> they're like eight hundred,
1: nine hundred. And it's in the altitude. He hit a seventy-five yarder when he was messing around, but I, I think the altitude helped a little bit. Just the.
0: Yeah. I, you know, I'm pretty deep in the weeds in the football stuff, but you asked me to evaluate kickers, I just I don't
1: let kick it. <laughs> kick, kick ball hard.
0: Split <laughs> the pipes, baby. That's what we, what we come here to do. Um, then Tovani Mazel, Martin Nave, Caleb Red, Willie Rodriguez, Sheet Scott, Devin Smith. Those are your guys. They will not be here till the summer. Everyone else will be here mm-hmm. uh, in December. Which is kind of this whole thing's kind of weird though, because they announced this class, but they can still add more guys in February, and they're just gonna add transfers all throughout. Yeah the offseason
1: curious when you get to your scholarship count post bowl game when we have more guys enter the portal i would imagine two or three announced departures after the bowl game yeah so uh curious where their numbers are going to be but that's something that this process we we, we just we got to play it out right uh, one person who i think uh, some people thought could be a part of this class we got buzzed twice about him but nothing happened was DeCarlos carlos nicholson Maybe they decide to add him down the road when they feel like their numbers are good enough. But he officially visited. We were preparing for a commitment. Yeah, um, that didn't happen. And then today there was a the little whispers that that might happen. It did not. Um, so th- that that's still out there. Uh, mentioned early enrollees. Talk about playing time, guys. These are guys you're going to see at Cogerfield We've mentioned it, but like let's let's make the actual whistle it. This guy's playing Thought next year. One. Year one, 2024, their number's going to be on the football field. Who do we got?
0: Yeah. Outside Cut- of transfers, of course. Cutter back up, so if something happened. You have he would to, go in. He's okay. going to get reps, though, in games. Uh, let's see here. Harley Gilmore, I don't think so. No.
1: Maybe the kicker? The kicker? The kicks? kicker, yeah. Maybe. Uh, Nichols, yes. T- to Ron Nichols, that kid's impressive. And especially after Phillips went out. You 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 mentioned it on one of these shows that about done. It, it felt like you saw improvement from those guys, and that's kind of taken from their developmental aspect of it. But he's he's a different cat. He's not built. He's not like just the big body zone eater, right? Like
0: yeah. Well, Mike Edwards comp today from Vince Maryland. I thought that was notable. Yeah. If he can come in and play nickel, by the way, that would be significant this guy's high-level producer, returned kicks for touchdowns, returned punch for touchdowns in high school. Um, When I watched this tape, Nick, I thought um, a guy who was really comfortable playing off-coverage has good spatial awareness and feel for the game, high
1: IQ. great feel for the game.
0: So, you talk about a zone team, Mm -hmm. and a lot of that is – just instincts. Instincts. Yeah, that feel he's, for it. He's got rock-solid instincts. I can see he, I, he's going to play.
1: When we were at a – I was up at Withrow High School for his commitment. I believe you were out. Uh, I was a, on vacation. a kid or vacation or something like that. But after the interview, we were talking about one of his play, and, like, this kid just was like he, – he could talk ball all day. Yeah. And I think there's a couple guys that are, that are similar, that they're really high on that are built from that mold, and that's what works well for this defense.
0: Yeah, so – and he's a guy who had heavy interest from a lot of people. Michigan wanted him. Penn State was it on him. Ohio yeah. State was um, kicking the tires, but not necessarily soft kick. We're giving him a good, uh, yeah, yeah, a good strike. So he's going to be a guy that's going to play. Jason Patterson, I think, is one to watch for Of the two backs. He would be the most likely to play. They, he's an early enrollee <sighs> too. So
1: the the they need one of Patterson, Mazzell, or. Uh, Wilcox, like
0: talking up Jamarian and Wilcox a lot here and since the end, of the, or really towards the end of this last season, and throughout the bowl prep.
1: I'm still a little hesitant though. Like I'm, I i do not know. I want to see it. I was I was buying the stocks last year. I'm not selling them, but I'm like ah, we're going to keep an eye on this. Oh, Who's, who's you, Franklin here. Oh First Drew off, we keep down a bit. Welcome to the podcast Drew uh, uh, Cutter so Bully I, is going to sign Right now Is he really? Yeah <laughs> Wow well, I did not know I think he already signed on the piece of paper We're going to It's it's a blank sheet of paper What, did, what do you think he's going to do with that blank sheet of paper We should get it, keep it Put it in the bar, hang it in the bar Yeah
0: Really It's not a bad idea yeah. Kind of bad idea. Uh, but, keep, God guess, we can keep going down this list. Willie Rodriguez is going to have Amari Anderson. Yeah. Just briefly. It's going to be a very small
1: snippet, but we're going to get some big Willie energy uh, at, at some point next fall. Question, Scott, Mayor Manimo is going to play
0: special teams.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, I hope he's like Nasir Addison and just fighting people when kickoff. So,
0: I mean, they, they're really excited about him over there. We'll see just how it works out because – he isn't arriving until the summer. Uh, but he's definitely going to have some type of role mm-hmm. this season. Uh, let's see here. Smith twins? Smith twins, hell yes.
1: Yeah, Brian Robinson, hell yes.
0: And then I wouldn't be surprised Devin Smith kind of special teams
1: role. Okay, so that's about – Six or seven, and it's crazy that most of them are on defense. Like, normally it was like a plug-and play, like, receiver, you're fast, run. Right. Yeah, like, you very just got, he, day. He got
0: the three-line, that's auto Redshirt, Right, right. Line. You got a kicker in here. Mazel's coming off a major knee injury. Yeah. Right, so what is he wh- – wh- where is he at? We right. don't really know. Uh, Caleb Red is just in a, <clears throat> a loaded position room. Yeah. So you figure he's going to be a redshirt candidate. Antoine Smith, I think, is very much a developmental prospect. Um, so that seems like a shirt guy. And then Steven Soles, I mean, we'll see. Um, that, that, that's the whole class yeah, right, right there.
1: It's a pretty darn good one, though. Um, what's, um, I'm going to ask you one more question. This is a game time question. Mike, you're going to use game time tomorrow.
0: I'm looking into it, yes. Cats cards in the, um, the chicken
1: bucket. The chum bucket. It's pretty easy. You just get your phone out. You, game time. Beep, beep, boop, boop and then you
0: don't call me freedom hall
1: yeah look up the ticket oh here's my seat i'm gonna get this one boom and you click it again get boom ticket on your phone it is the best place for last minute tickets it's right there on your phone it's simple the tickets arrive on your phone no weird transactions if you need to buy them and transfer them to your friends it's very easy game time it's so convenient the best place for tickets you know you haven't got a Christmas gift yet? Buy your kid tickets to the Gator Bowl, right? The best t- the, like one of my favorite Christmas presents ever was Kentucky Austin P at Freedom Hall. Like yeah, that I
0: got Kentucky Syracuse Music City Bowl Christmas. Oh. There. tickets for Christmas one year. That was awesome. Oh, the James
1: Whalen game. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But tickets, they're easy. They're affordable at game time too. They'll give you the best deals. They'll give you last-minute deals, uh, 10% off. A lot of times. And you're going to get $20 off when you use the promo code KSR at GameTime. GameTime.co. Download the GameTime app. Promo code KSR. $20 off that first purchase with our friends at GameTime. Our boy LL Cool John's going to use them. Shout out LL Cool John. Great, great, great Twitter. Tweeter. Tweeterer. Friend of the program. Friend of the program. Uh, probably going to be pounding some beers in uh,
0: Jacksonville. <laughs> Nick, I do want to, speaking of Florida, Jalen Farmer transfer. Yep. Interesting ad for me, really. You just loaded up on guard in the last transfer class. You got a couple guards in this class. Yeah. So what are you bringing him in for? It's the Brian Windhorse meme, right? (laughs) He does not play at Florida. He's got three years of eligibility left, but he is a guy they closely evaluated in high school. So they like him. So there's something there. Are you bringing him in to start, maybe? You know, like that's going to be one I think to watch closely in the spring where he's at.
1: Well, do you worry about the guard play they currently have to? Right, like that's yeah. The, you know, you bringing him into play over <clears throat> one of the incumbents? Yeah, a Jagger or something like that. So I don't know. Well, what we'll pay close attention. Speaking of Florida, CJ Wagway
0: signed yet? Yeah. We not yet. But oh the, the, man, everyone's that saying he is going to sign.
1: That they're saying it. Has he done it? The folks if you're on ksr plus just for the love of god the membership is uh, alone is worth just going and reading gators online message Board. they are having a rough day are we even got billy around here it is it is a tough time around there it's, this is a great day for a lot of programs bad day for some Bell billy my guy is just taking those hells just
0: yeah. <laughs> they he wants to
1: do to miami a top 100 guy
0: yeah. Uh, and L.J. McCray, I think is his name, five stars, not signing, pushing off. So that's a guy they're going to have oh, to keep fighting for it in February. Tough. It's real uh, tough. But floridas they were the king of July recruiting, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, Kentucky is not the king of July recruiting, no. or not the king of June recruiting. Uh, They've moved they move slow now, I think, three classes in a row, and they're Like, they're signing top 30 classes.
1: We're having these summer podcasts where it's like, oh, man, they're going to start doing something. They're behind. They're behind again. And then here it is, signing day.
0: Things are going pretty well. Yeah, so I do think they deserve some benefit of the doubt when we kind of – when it's May and June. Let's bookmark this peak.
1: We'll save this clip.
0: Now, there's – but there's some positions where it's like, hey, what are you doing now? Like go, go, go get a tackle.
1: We need tackles.
0: Right. So, that's the big, I think, the biggest issue with the program is tackle recruiting as of right now. But they deserve some benefit of the doubt. And then I think, Nick, just overall, from a portal operation standpoint, there's going to be some nitpicking you can do. Like, how, do, edge and corner are the two big, I think, positions in the, the fan base right now that, that there's a lot of concern regarding. Yeah. Yeah and so what do they do there
1: they've recruited they've recruited it well but those guys now they got they got some star power yeah but the the rankings don't matter as much as the productivity
0: they've got six guys and five of them rank inside the on three top 100 as of right now jalen farmer's the only one i believe to fall outside of that Um, brock vandergriff has a lot to prove but everyone's excited about him for the obvious reasons um Jamin Dumas-Johnson might have the highest floor of any player in the transfer portal. You're adding one of the best linebackers in the country on your roster. Chip Trainum, played for Ohio State, was a productive tailback in Arizona State and Ohio State. He's going to bring a high floor, I think, bare minimum, mm-hmm. to the offense. Um, Jim, Jamore Macklin was an all-conference player in the American, 1,000-plus yard receiver. An all-American,
1: one might say. There you go.
0: A bunch of – big schools wanted him. A M was involved, LSU was involved. Um, and Kentucky landed him. They're doing some good. They're doing they do a pretty good job, I think, in the transfer portal. Yeah. Uh, and so from a recruiting, like
1: well, there's a good I think there's a good balance too. Where they're not like yeah. we're not getting all portal, but we're going to get some big names to supplement some quality. Like there's there's legit star power in in both the high school and transfer portal.
0: I yeah. Just the general overall recruiting operation. I think there's some frustration in how they operate sometimes, but they—they they, you have to give them the benefit of the doubt. They're doing a good job. I, I don't think roster building is a problem for this program. They're going to enter the season with a top 25 roster. Um, and at Kentucky, that's really all you can ask for. Yeah, now
1: it comes down to execution. Uh, and that's it's the and Allen, all of all the – Nailing
0: the quarterback position, mm-hmm. number one, um, Kentucky – We talked about culture. Kentucky cannot win with an iffy culture. Yeah. So, they have admitted uh, there was some type of leadership culture, whatever buzzword you want to use, issues on offense. You can't have that long-term. That has to be fixed. But just going down and looking at the personnel, I think, on the team, there's there's reasons to believe in this group. And I think you have to give them credit uh, for how they've kind of – gone about their business, and I think a big thing, Nick, is they just – they operate and they believe in what they're doing. And that that, that holds a lot of weight to me. Um, they have a process and they follow that, and I think that process led them to getting some good players in this class.
1: We do need to shout out to some specific individuals too. Uh, Mark Stoops, he he got a lot of guff for his pony up. Well, he, he thanked people for ponying up without using that word. but. Um, that matters, right? So your contributions to the fifteen club, they notice it. It matters. It helps them on the back end. I think the the individual recruiting efforts, like if Quay Scott turns into a ball player, then you've gotta commend Chris Collins for coming into his own. Because they need to have guys outside of Vince Marrow doing yeah getting starters. And this is I, I I think this is Vince's best class. Yeah. Like like not only is it you got the top five players in the state of Kentucky. You got two top 10 guys from Ohio. And I was I was going through it, it's like 10 guys, and really the only person who didn't become a consistent multi-year starter was like Jaton McClain, Lynn Bowden, CJ Conrad, uh, Darian Kennard, right? Alex Afari, th- those are your top 10 gets from the state of Ohio, yeah. to Ryan Nichols, Brian Robinson, like th- these guys are going to be ball players. And if Mark Nave becomes a starter like you think he is, like that, like, I, would you be shocked if, if every I, like, there's a chance that every single one, like his hit rate might be 100% of this cost, which is, you're hoping to get at 60%.
0: Let's just run down uh, Vince's guys. We might miss a couple, but let's just run down um, some of them. Nave, former Ohio State commit, guy I really like.
1: Uh, we can throw chip train him in there. Huge physical. Yep. Um,
0: yeah, you can throw chip train him in there. proven running back. Nichols, we talked about. Yeah. Him. Really good, pretty win. He rob Held off Tennessee to get Willie Rodriguez. Number one tight end on Kentucky's board. Yeah. Um, there's a lot to like about Willie Rodriguez. Selm uh, might be my favorite player in this class. Florida tried
1: like hell, too. Florida, to, yes. That's yeah. what I was
0: going to say. Florida got involved there. Kentucky um, held on to him with really relative ease. Um, the Smith twins, dude, they flipped him from Michigan. Yeah. Flipped him from Jim Harbaugh.
1: <laughs> Tennessee, Michigan, Florida. These these are who Vince is beating out for recruits. Yeah.
0: And then I think shout out Chris Collins. I think he had a really good cycle. Like you really have to give him them credit for finding Quay Sheet Scott, um, pulling the committable offer, getting him on they got him for on camp. He was the one of those camp guys. Get him on camp. Oh, this guy can play. Yeah. Let's trust our eyes. Let's ride with him. And then they get in early. <laughs> and that's why they won the recruitment, because they oh, took the, the commitment. Early oh, and, early. They,
1: and when they took that commitment, like, I cannot overstate to you all how shocked that was. Like, Zach's Texas, I'm like, who the hell is Qua- Sheet <laughs> Scott? Like, what, what are they taking this guy for? And turns out dude's a ball player. So, like, that, that, I'm I'm happy to be wrong. I'm happy to admit I was wrong. That was, that was a great event.
0: Yeah, and then Devin Smith, I've talked about him. I'm a big fan of him. Quavo Marshall we didn't really talk about, but he kind of fits the length and the corner they like. I think he needs some development, but mm-hmm. if he hits, that could be a really good player here. So I think even like it, uh, Collins, I think he had a good side. Yeah,
1: it, it, and it's just important because like you, you, when Kentucky really went on that hot streak, you saw John Summerall picking up starters, right? Like You you need a high quantity guy like Vince and then some other people to go find quality players. Maybe they're not all hits, but you got to find starters elsewhere, that you can't just go with the same blueprint. you got to change things up. I'm curious how the addition of Die Kill Shorts, uh, his presence in Texas, Jay Boulware's got a history in Texas. You know Bulware, he was responsible for his running backs and the specialists. So,
0: I've got a hot take <clears throat> on that. I don't Ooh. think Kentucky's going to be doing much Texas
1: recruiting. Yeah, but there's so many players like it. <laughs> Come on. I mean, we'll see. But,
0: uh, I, yeah, I'm interested to see Shorts – like he's from New Jersey, right? He's familiar with the Mid Atlantic. To me, that's probably where he's gonna go. And
1: Brad's already up there, so like, yeah, it kinda that, well, it. maybe get some Pittsburgh I mean, guys.
0: Scott Woodward was, you know, they were hanging around in Philadelphia, right? House David Rams Washington from Jr. David Washington's from Philadelphia. So, I, I would be surprised to see him sneak up there and into Jersey and to see Addison.
1: Yeah, yeah, Like,
0: to me, that's where he's probably going to go. Okay. But, but we'll see. That's just
1: oh, lucky well, Hunch there. Well, well, you heard it here first from Mr. Luckett. Um, I don't know about you, the coffee's starting to wear out. It's been a long, uh, I'm not even going to say a few days, a long few weeks. So, did we miss anything?
0: I think we touched on everyone. I, mean, I we, think we've touched on
1: we talked all, about of,
0: all. all of the transfers. Again, the transfer situation is fluid. Visits can start back up January 3rd. So expect to hear some new names before this portal cycle closes. Um, but for now, I think the book is closed uh, February. Do they, they add someone in February?
1: Just transfers. Not just transfers? I think just transfers would be an offensive tackle.
0: Okay. Now it's time to go get ready for Clemson. <laughs>
1: I mean, Stoops, it, it, it's so funny when we have these bowl prep media ops, and it's like, so uh, Clemson. They're like, they're good. Like I, they're, I'm not
0: gonna lie, going to those were hard this week because I'm like, I feel like I'm wasting my time here. Or, yeah. Like, I, I'm trying to get ready for this recruiting, this big yeah. recruiting day.
1: Well, I mean, they're even admitting it, just, it out loud. Yeah. Like, our game plan is not our normal game plan. Like, we have, we're not preparing for Clemson. Like, we are, but it's the QCs and even the QCs. Like, they got to be hitting. Like, there's not. Their resources are in roster building because that's more important, right? It it
0: starts now because it's a dead period now. Now you can kind of dig in here. And that's why they want to have the later bowl games as possible so they have time to catch it.
1: Yeah, but I still want to go to Vegas once. Like, come on, it'd be fun. Vegas Bowl this weekend? Yeah. Do we already have it? This weekend. Man, shout out to Scooters Coffee for doing the Scooters Ice Coffee Dump on uh, Jeff Trailer. Jeff Traylor stayed at UTSA.
0: Good for him. He did. Uh, I think Arkansas and AM with two for him. And AM obviously Elko. moved on, and Arkansas didn't open. Them, so he's going to meet me there in the American. And Bobby, he's
1: gonna, he's staying there. So he ain't going nowhere. Shout out Jared Parker. Three out of four Troy head coaches are yeah, Kentucky the, grads. Yeah, the
0: Kentucky pipe on it, man.
1: It's awesome, though. It's like a Kentucky G5 program we get to root for every year. <laughs> So, that's a lot of fun. Um, but, yeah, we're going to get the hell out of here. We're a little tired. It's been a long day, long week, long weeks. As uh, Ryan Day said, at first beer, is going to be awfully cold. So, uh, luck like it. Great job. Great job, team. Great job, everyone. Thanks for following along. It's been a pleasure. Uh, we'll see you all before too long. Uh, if we don't see you before then, yeah, Merry Christmas. Ho, ho, ho. Happy holidays. We'll talk to you soon. Go Cats and go Kroger.